and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast, episode 486. That's right. We're uh, all MCU all the time. <laughs> As it turns out, yes, uh, it's been the in, it's been the in thing the last couple of weeks. So, all right. So, I guess first of all, we'll just jump right into Love and Thunder, huh? Yes, let's do that, and and then we will discuss Marvel's the MCU Comic Con stuff, uh, phases four through six and give our thoughts and discuss the projects and so forth but yes let's let's deal with the first the original thing on the plate which was love and thunder so go ahead i'm I'm interested in your thoughts chad i enjoyed it it's probably see i don't know if it's second or third in the thor films for me is where it lies um it's not dead last but it it definitely has some problems um I mean, first of all, I like the action and some of the storytelling, costuming effects, stuff like that. But what I, you know, I, I, I guess I could sit here and mull over a bunch of different reasons. But the main, I can just point out the main one. Um, the main point at which it started to lose me was the battle inside of New Asgard when the kids are taken. Uh, the kids are taken, disappear, and then like literally three seconds later, Thor and Jane are like joking with each other. The entire town, the entire town's inhabitants of children was just taken, and they're making light right there. Uh, I mean, within seconds, it's got to be. Um, and that's not even exaggeration. That's it. It was within seconds. And on on the one hand, you're like, okay, maybe this is something... Thor has been through thousands and thousands of times throughout his, you know, eons of existence or whatever. But this is not just any group of kids. Like this is like Heimdall's son and the future of Asgard, such as it is, because he has lost his mother, his father, his brother, his sister, uh, and, you know, other aspects, other people of Asgard that he had, he loves so much, and so on and so forth. This is the last bit of refuge of of his home, of his people, and the future of it, nonetheless. And it's been taken from him, and he's making jokes. Point three seconds later. Uh, and that didn't sit easy with me. And there was a, there was a, there was an air of the humor is misplaced uh, throughout the rest of the movie. After that point, you can make a case for those moments where like he dream appears to the kids in their cage or whatever, and is joking around with them. But you can also make a case for that. Just, you know, him trying to keep the kids, you know, you know, on the positive side of things and not scared or whatever. 
but like i don't know man it just it it felt it felt off in in that sense um there was a theory and i already talked to you about this obviously but there was that theory that was posited online that this is all the stuff that rings untrue or 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 off kilter or something are because that korg is an unreliable narrator and that the the movie we're seeing here is as portrayed by korg's narration as opposed to what genuinely happened yeah it, it helps you know if whether it's true or not that remains to be seen you would think that they would actually you know anytime a movie has played that card the unreliable narrator card uh it's usually revealed in that film at some point right there's there's stuff in there that specifically tells you that uh outright towards the end if 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 during and they don't explicitly say that so uh, if it makes you feel good, like it did me, great. But whether it's true or not, that remains to be seen. So I don't know. I did I enjoy it? Yes, but I there were a couple of moments that pulled me very hard out of the movie, like when the kids are first taken. I basically, generally speaking, I agree with just the vibe that I I believe you're expressing from this movie. It was entertaining. I've seen this. I've seen this twice since it came out. It's entertaining. The humor. I mean, the humor didn't bother me as much because I was okay with the overall tone of Ragnarok. Though, yes, this does kind of dial it up to eleven. So, some people that were borderline okay with it for Ragnarok, probably that those are the group of people that they that they probably lost in this movie, along with the people that just didn't like the tone of Ragnarok that thought it was too jokey and too stupid and become basically like a, a too much of a self parody of itself. The Jane stuff was okay. The way it was handled. I thought they, they at least give you an in-story explanation for why the hammer would not, not only why it would quote unquote choose her, but why doing the stupid little hammer tricks about, Oh, how, how, when he reaches out to grab it and it goes away you know, and he goes back to her. That so they do it. They do an in-story explanation for that. They're, they're, I mean, this movie does have a lot of issues. The the they underuse Christian Bale horribly in this movie because he's yeah. he he's good and he's really compelling as a villain. They give him a really good backstory. It's also kind of ridiculous that you literally don't see him kill other than that first god in in the prologue. He like literally we don't see him kill any god. We just see the we see the we we see the body count. We see the remnants. And the uh, the repercussions of his actions, but we don't yeah, really see and him. that's and that's the secondary part I had a problem with too is like we see him kill whatever the god is that we first see him kill, um, but I mean like that it's real sneaky the way he does it. He's he suddenly gets the 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 necro sword and stabs him. So like okay, but then you look at some of the other gods he's taken on and and killed successfully, and you're like okay. But then you see him struggling a little bit against Thor and Jane, and it's like, well, then how did he take out these other people? So I don't know. I have a, I, I do have a problem with, I mean, like, yes, his motive and everything, cool, great, good actor, all that stuff. But, like, you, you could have showed me kill, him killing some other gods so that I could get a sense of his power uh, in some way, but you you didn't. I, I agree with that. It's, it's, it's like everything else. It's like it's... He appears overpowered when you want him to, and then underpowered when when you need him to be. Because uh, I didn't really take a lot of notes for this movie because it's it's pretty straightforward how I feel. Um, I think as I and I mentioned this a little bit in my in the episode with Dan when we were talking about uh, Phase Four a little bit. 
this movie really magnifies the Avenger issue that exists in the MCU right now, because of the fact that if there was ever a, one of these movies that we've seen in which, you know, Thor literally is back on earth for the first time since Endgame, new ad, new Asgard is on earth. There's this crisis. Thor needs help. If there was ever a time for Thor to, basically contact somebody in the, from the Avengers as he's literally building and putting a team together. But no. And that's, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the, the announcements and going forward for fit for the MCU. But, you know, but that that's one of those things in phase four that stands out like such a sore, such a sore thumb that the absence of the Avengers, if phase one was all roads lead to the Avengers phase four was no roads lead to the Avengers because they never show up for anything. The stuff with the Guardians was, you know, was it was cute. It was exactly what, you know, most of the most of the belief, even without reading any plot points, you kind of assume the Guardians were just going to be in there in the beginning just because you had to, because that's for the last time we saw Thor. He was he was with the Guardians. So you had to resolve that plot line so the Guardians go up, can go off and do Guardians three and he can go off and do this movie. I don't know. It it like you said, it, as far as as far as thor movies go yeah it's it's probably my second favorite and of course that's not necessarily a huge compliment because dark world is horrible and the original thor is just okay so ragnarok and this movie are clearly overall the most enjoyable of the two thor movies even look at how this movie did financially i mean it's doing okay it doesn't i don't i don't think it's going to end up making more money domestically certainly than ragnarok it could only because it opened a little higher, but when you consider that, I think it opened like a, I, th- I think it opened like about twenty million dollars higher. So that's a plus. At one point they were saying it was always oh, going to, it might have when they when the first S, the projections were coming out in the range with, after like the opening Thursday night and Friday, it was like one thirty five to one forty five. If it had done more like one thirty five, one thirty two, one thirty five, that wouldn't have been great because Ragnarok did one twenty two like five years ago. So that's not much of an increase when Thor is inherently a more popular character heading into this movie than he ever was heading into Ragnarok. So it's like the middle of the road phase four movie. Phase four has been re- relatively disappointing based on what we've seen on screen so far. And I think Thor is kind of like right in the middle. It's not Shang-Chi. It's not Spider-Man. Don't know if I like it more than Doctor Strange. It's kind of like right in the mix. Either way, those I, movies, I like it more than Doctor Strange. Sure. I think I think I do too, but it's really close. But I'll I'd say yeah, okay. So I would put Thor probably third. Doctor Str- I would put I would put Doctor Doctor Strange four, and then I probably would probably Black Widow five and uh, the Eternal six of what we've gotten so far. So it's kind of right in the middle, given no matter how you slice it, and it doesn't. It's not a good sign that right currently. And the bottom, like five or six MCU movies of all time, from a critic score perspective, like three of the bottom five or six. I think I forget. I think it's three of the bottom five. But let's just play it fair and say three of the bottom six are all from Phase Four, and four of the bottom nine are from Phase Four. So that ain't good. That's not a good ratio, especially now that we know Phase Four is pretty much over. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Remind me of the. Remind. What were the after credit scenes again? Oh yeah, I, I, I know that she goes to Valhalla. That's great. That that follows the comics. She goes to Valhalla. She's going to become a Valkyrie. That that's what happens in the comics. I'm assuming that's what will happen in the film, unless they're just done with Natalie Portman in terms of you know that sort of stuff. But 
If they're done with Natalie Portman, we won't see her as Valkyrie. If we are going to see her again, she's going to be Valkyrie. That's just that's what that's what's happened. So Hercules was the other one. Oh, yes, that's right. Which didn't hold a whole lot of water for me because I never really gave, gave a shit about him. Comics wise, he annoyed the shit out of me. One of, one of the other major weaknesses in phase four is that most of the post credit scenes were garbage. And, and and now that we know phase four is ending with Black Panther, the only one of the only scene in phase four that has any relevance to phase four is a Yelena one because that paid off in Hawkeye. Nothing else is going to pay off. I mean, it's, I guess if you want to be really optimistic, there's still some chance somebody else's post credit scene could pay off in Black Panther, though highly doubtful because it doesn't seem like there's any correlation, much like phase four. But most most of these post credit scenes have been lame. I think the Shang-Chi one was the absolute best, the one with the, the 10 rings. Sending a signal out to space. We don't know to where. We don't know to who. We don't know why. That's the best one. And so, and so, so many of the other ones are just even when they're they're just they're not even handled well. I mean, the Clea one wasn't handled. If they introduced who she was to to people, I mean, we would know she's Clea, but most people wouldn't. If they just introduced her, which wouldn't have taken a lot, that scene would have been more effective. The blade scene at the end of Eternals would have been even better if you bothered to show him. And not count on everybody recognizing Ali's voice. So even that was a cool scene, but it wasn't handled well. Faith yet, I don't know. The, I think, and these two, both both these credit scenes are probably like, if they're going to have any kind of payoff, you know how how long it's going to be a payoff for? Probably in these scenes. I don't think we'll ever see a payoff for the Natalie Portman thing, because I really doubt she's going she's going to want to come back and do another Thor movie. Hmm. And if you look at the ratio, how long is, I mean, what is this? This, this was about five years. Five years since since the last Thor movie. I mean, I don't think she's going to want to be doing Thor movies as she's pushing fifty, and that's and sadly that's going to be probably where she'll be like thinking her mid forties by the time if, if it's the same kind of gap. And and the Hercules thing, yeah, that's probably a payoff at some point, but it may not even pay pay off before Phase Six. So what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I thought, don't get me wrong, guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be, you know, buying the Blu-ray, adding it to the collection like everything else. But like, uh, and I'll watch it again a couple more times. You know, I'll have some fun with it. It'll be a good popcorn flick or, you know, I'm spinning around the apartment cleaning stuff and I want something on in the background that I enjoy. It's it's not a bad movie, but there were some move there. I mean, I, I, I sat in the theater and I was watching the whole thing knowing it was going to be relatively short. And just going, okay, okay, I'm, I'm here with it. And then there were just a couple of moments here that I just snapped out of it. And it's one thing for a movie to have moments that sort of sort of jar you out. It's another for there to be like just full on moments that just absolutely suck you out of the film for a second. And just like, I'm no longer paying attention to what's happening on screen. I'm now thinking about why they just did what they did. Uh, and uh, it takes me a moment to get back into whatever's happening on the screen. Um that that's something I felt with this film. So it did irritate me at, at some points, specifically the levity towards the danger that those children were put in. Um, not, not necessarily because they're children in danger, but specifically because they're as guardian children in danger. So I don't know. You can make a strong case at, that there's just too much humor in inappropriate situations um, yeah. or, or the tra- or the transition is way, is way too, you know, way too fast, way too. I mean, it's some like, are some little gags somewhat funny, like Stormbreaker being jealous of a Mjolnir. 
Yeah, that's mm. kind of funny. And, and plus, you can explain that away because, you know, the, the handle is fun, is Groot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, which we know it's alive because when we when he sticks the axe in the ground and then he pulls it out when the Guardians need him, it's growing roots. So we know, mm. technically speaking, that handle of that axe is really still is, is alive. So you so you can make understand what to a certain extent there may is sentience with the axe. That would kind of make sense. But see, that stuff, that's, you know, that stuff is OK. But then when he killed Zeus, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously at the end, he's still alive or whatever. But like, dude interrupted a hall of the gods. Oh, and this is the other part, honestly, interrupted a hall of the gods, stole Zeus's thunderbolt, threw it through his chest and killed him in front of everybody. And nobody but the guards showed up to stop him. Like that room was full of gods, including, as it turns out, after they left, a couple of celestials standing on the other side of the window looking through down on the meeting that is also something that really took me out of it if we're supposed to uh really feel the the power and vastness and influence of the celestials um like like we saw in um in in eternals uh, and but then you put them the next time we see them they're just standing outside of a meeting of the gods just watching Zeus make a you know ass of himself I uh, I don't know that just felt weird but they me. mean but to be fair they may not have been really knowing what was going on and they only turned their heads once the portal kind of like when the bridge was when the bridge was open again no I mean they were standing outside of the meeting looking through the window at what was going on yeah but didn't 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 they only look in once the Bifrost was reopened again and they were leaving? No, you could only tell they were looking in once the Bifrost opened because the Bifrost the Bifrost shattered the window. All right, for it sounds like it potentially could be open to interpretation, but I, to me, I thought they only they 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 looked in were only looking in once the Bifrost was open, so they could actually see what was going on. But yes, which this all doesn't mean they technically weren't standing outside outside the uh, whatever the hell it was called uh but yeah to, but to me i i didn't i didn't necessarily take it that they really knew what was going on and or would have any inkling what was actually going on because until it was open and that's why they turned their heads back because they were kind of surprised that that the portal had opened but here, here you go right there that is as the the window is already shattered then and the the ship is flying out they are not through the window yet they're they're already looking in. They were there attending the meeting. The meeting hall wasn't big enough for them. They were standing outside. Well, okay, well now you're you could be correct, but now you're re- but you're but honestly you're really reading into that. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying yeah. but you're giving you're you really are adding a whole lot of context. But I'm like oh they just couldn't fit in it. We don't. You could be right, but we don't know any of that's true. But it does it does yes. I'm looking I'm looking at this, but but as you but like you said. Either way, it doesn't. I agree with you that I don't think the Celestials would be one based on who they are would be getting involved in this one way or the other. But I do. But you are correct that it is odd that nobody else, unless that just shows how unpopular Zeus really is. They may be afraid of him, but they don't like him. Yeah, but that that was a moment that took me out of it, too, because none of the other gods really set up anything serious. You know, they are all very aloof. They don't really get, care much for their worshipers, all that stuff. But the what we've seen of the Celestials so far has led us to believe of, you know, they're trying to convince us of 
their power of their influence of their even just something as small as their size uh you know uh relatively speaking uh these are these are creatures not to be screwed with and then you put them in the context of this sort of comedy show of the gods this uh ego fest that's happening there and that took me out of it now again you're you're saying i could be interpreting that wrong i i allow for that but like that's the way in which I thought about that scene did take me out of that because I was like, gotcha. why, why would you put these celestials that you're trying so hard to convince us of all these things in this very non-serious <laughs> ego fest of a situation, the self-aggrandizing, whatever the hell's going on. They're planning an orgy for God's sake. So like, what, why would you put the celestials there? Uh, that took me out of it a little bit. That's going to be one unfortunate woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was entertained by it. I can't say I was thrilled with it, but I think that's kind of a common other than Spider-Man and Shang-Chi. I don't think I've been really thrilled with anything TV uh, movie wise for Facebook. So, uh, yeah, but, end of the day enjoyed it it was cool but there are several moments that really took me hard out of it um and i'm still trying to decide if i like the moment where they finally arrive on that planet and it's actually really tiny and the goats just crash into it and scream yeah (laughs) like that's a real serious moment we're we're arriving for the boss fight basically to save these kids and all this stuff and like stop him from getting to eternity but oh this planet's actually smaller than we thought we just crashed right into it and the goat screamed like uh, yeah i don't know oh well it is all right it is all right so move on sdcc phases obviously one of the biggest surprises from from this whole panel because really when when you break it down there really weren't that many projects that were surprises that we didn't know were really coming which has kind of been the problem with marvel even going back to 2019, because I remember we talked about it. It's like there's very little brand new that they announced that we hadn't already heard. Or even if it wasn't officially confirmed, it was about as unofficially officially confirmed as could be. One of the biggest surprises was the fact that they just randomly dropped the phase four friggin' ends with Black Panther. Which really was yeah. a shock considering, I mean, all those other movies they announced back in 2019 and so many of the shows that were announced in between 2019 and to earlier this year it's like really i mean to me that just kind of reinforces how aimless fame phase four really is because you literally could stop it anywhere but so basically all we have left in phase four is she hulk and black panther wakanda forever it's also interesting they didn't do any they didn't make any announcement about that werewolf by night halloween special that we were supposed to be getting this fall unless we're not going to be getting it this fall and it's going to be pushed back a year it is. That's it's kind of weird. I mean, I know. Well, I mean, they also didn't mention Groot either. So, yeah. And, and they're still and there's still uh, D23 where they're going to give away a lot more stuff yeah. because that's theirs. Which I assume is the movies that are missing from phase six or I, at least some of them. I would say some. I would say, but probably to get more cast, we're going to get some more casting news about stuff, probably. And we might get some of the TV shows because that's probably where Armor Wars has been pushed off to. And, you know, they talked about Wonder Man. That wasn't announced either. So there's a whole there's a bunch of gaps on the map for phase six, most of which will probably be TV shows, to be fair. But the reality because phase six looks like it's just running for me from like November of 2024 through the end of 2025. Mm. So it's not there's not much room for movies, especially if you're if they were being literal that the last two movies in phase six are those two Avengers movies we'll talk about. 
But phase four ends with Black Panther. Now, the only thing cool about that is that, again, if the room, if actually both rumored, both rumored credit scenes are important. But if the big one, villain wise related to is true, then ending phase four with that movie will have more impact because it will do a lot of buzz. It will get a lot of buzz going. Much like the end of Avengers had Thanos smile. Yes, yes. If, if I mean, if yeah, who's supposed to be basically pulling the strings behind the events in this movie? Between uh, which I haven't heard by the way yet. So yes, yeah. I mean, which I could tell you if you're curious about. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying. But but both there's two credit, but both credit scenes that's that the rumors are what they if they come out what what they are the the scenes have been potentially spoiled but that if both of them are true they both are super relevant only one one is a lot more relevant to phases four through six and something else is more relevant for what could come down the road one's more black panther related one's more directly related to the mcu as a whole but if that if that mcu one is true then that's a cool way to end that's a really cool way to end phase four it does seem random considering we know i think nobody thought in a million years, phase four was ending until at least the end of last next year. But still. All right. So let's go through. Let's go through phase five. Let's make this kill two birds with one stone here. I'm going to as I go. So as we six go, of each. There's six movies and six TV shows. And they don't list what if, which I think is interesting, even though what if is supposed to be, I think, technically part of. I think they're just talking timeline. They could be. But I thought somewhere. What if I mean, but either way. I'm going to go through these. Let's let's give our thoughts on a scale of one to five. What our interest level is on these projects. So phase five begins in February next year with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Four. I'm going to go five now. I was four, but because. Because of six. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. Yeah. And because they've even they're already started amping up the fact that, this, you know, it's no coincidence that this is the movie that begins phase five. Yeah. Uh, and so some of the. I still say I still say four. No, I know, but you're also you're you're not as you've not never been as big into the Ant Man uh, mini franchise as I've been anyway, so I can True. understand that. But I yeah, so you're four, I'm a five. Secret Invasion, spring of 2023. Three. I'm a three as well. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three, in May of 2023. Three. I'm gonna go four. I've kind of. The Guardians are kind of annoying. I've kind of I've kind of warmed up to a little bit of like I'm a, I've warmed up more to Rocket and to Nebula and to Mantis. And because it's been confirmed that the high evolutionary is in that movie, like the rumors had been. So it's almost it's almost a lock that he will be the one that created Rocket. But because the high evolutionary is in it and the Adam Warlock interest, too, I'm yeah. going to say that's that's the only thing keeping me for out of three instead of a two is Adam Warlock. <laughs> so I can see that. So to, to me, that would be a four. So Echo, summer 2023. Zero. I'm going to say one because you cheated, but <laughs> I'd say zero. If I was a, I got to be honest. I have no knowledge of, no interest in. I, apparently, she's supposed to be what? Kingpin's daughter? Uh, like kind that? of adopted daughter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, Never seen her yet, and any of the stuff I've watched, I I don't know. Yeah, because you, you haven't watched Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. But this is one of those projects that's a head scratcher too, because it's like of all the characters you can make shows about, this seems like the most obscure. 
No, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I mean, I'm okay. There are there are obscure things on this list, but I mean, as far as from a power set, from a relevance, I know they're building they're building the ground street level MCU, and that's probably where she factors in. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, too. we'll yeah we'll get that yeah. with the with the July release. Yeah. 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 So we go to the Marvels, July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Three. Yeah, I'm gonna do three, and that three is because of Monica. And because of Kamala, I could give two craps about Carol Danvers. And yeah. uh, but I bet you that movie will have high rele- a lot of relevance to what's going to happen in Phase Six because that's the perfect movie to do that in because they know they're going to need all the hooks they can get to draw people in. Because again, if she was that popular, her friggin' name would be in the title of her own sequel. But she's not. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, okay, so Loki season two, summer twenty twenty three. Two or three. I'm going to say three. No. Blade, November 3rd, 2023. Five. Five. Yeah, and I'm a four. There's so much potential in that based on not just... So I, it, for me, it, 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 there, there are two pinholes this whole thing spins on right now. Quantum Media and Blade. Because Quantum Media, as we will say when we get to phase six or whatever, that's obviously where we need to... <laughs> where things are heading. Um but in terms of stuff we've already seen, uh, things like with the Necrosword, things that happened in Eternals, things like that, Blade is the other pinhole that things are spinning around. Uh, and I'm very curious as to where we're going to go with that. I would agree because I would suspect that the supernatural stuff will be heavy once we get into whatever, Phase 7, I guess. Yeah, and don't forget, they've got the rights back to a lot of different supernatural stuff, including Ghost Rider, which is supposedly they're doing something with. The dream project of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. So, all right. So Ironheart, fall. They have the wrong year on this list. Fall of 2023. Uh, three. I have no experience with the character of Riri, but um, I, I've heard good things from people I trust. I'll say a three. It could go up depending whether I like her character in Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a, that's a wild card, but I'll say three. Agatha, Covered of Chaos, Winter 2023-2024. One. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I don't I even know, know why she's getting a goddamn show. That, yeah, that, so that's the one you meant. That, that's, that's another obscure one. I understand people like Catherine Hahn, and I understand that character was, it was important in WandaVision. This is, again, that and Echo are like you're taking some of the more obscure characters and you're throwing stuff against the wall, hoping it sticks. It's It seems, and especially because some... This is the problem I'm going to have, and we'll talk about it more. Some of these things, the odds of them having any relevance at all in Phase 6. They may, but some of these things, again, like some of the things we've seen in Phase 4, which have no tie-ins to anything, that it's going to be hard to believe that all these things are actually going to fa- be relevant as we go forward into the two big crossovers. So then yeah. we have Daredevil, Born Again, 18 episodes in the spring of 2024. Four. I'm going to say three because in all a, honesty, a low four, because I they kind of already did born again already, didn't they? Well, I don't mean story storyline wise. I think you're right. They didn't obviously call it that on Netflix, but yeah, I was never. I mean, I think he does a fine job as Daredevil. I've never drink, been drinking the Kool-Aid like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Charlie Cox. But I, and I only to be fair, I, the only season I ever watched in its entirety on Netflix was season two. Watched a few episodes of season one. It kind of lost me. And I watched the beginning of season three and then I moved on to something else. I watched the Defenders, too. Hmm. But so I 
I will be much certainly much more likely to watch the show because it's on D- Disney Plus, and if they had done a fourth season on Netflix, I will openly admit that. 18 episodes is kind of intriguing. Uh, the rumor of them bringing in Isa Gonzalez to be the new Electra that I like that idea, but and bringing D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, which you kind of knew that would be a given based on once he showed mm-hmm. up in, in Hawkeye, that you know, if they were doing anything Daredevil, he would be back. So that's kind of cool. Captain America, New World Order, May 3rd, 2024. Three until they show me more. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I am not really sold entirely on the Sam version of this character. I still think they kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Why too much of this moral moral ambiguity regarding Steve and, his, and, and the shield and all that stuff, which I thought. As we talked about then, it was borderline being really disrespectful to, to Captain America's character when he had obviously nothing to do with any of the other stuff that had happened before. You know, he came into the project and somehow making it sound like, oh, I can't accept, you know, I might not be able to accept the shield because what what happened. I get it. I do get I some of it I get. But I think that show just wasn't great to begin with. There was it could have been so much better. Uh, but. I'm leery if Bucky's not in it, but she probably won't be not as a star. I don't think that's, I don't know if, I don't know if he's, if Sam is interesting enough to carry that movie and he may not be by himself. I mean, there may be another hero that he teams up with in that movie. I just, I don't know. I think you're right. I think that's greatly dependent on what the plot is. You probably assume it has something to do following up. It's maybe some of the Sharon stuff considering what Sharon was doing. And then Ending phase four, uh, phase five, Thunderbolts, July 26, 2024. Five. I'm a four or a five. And like you just mentioned, to me, it's going to really depend on who's on the team because it's all speculation at this point. Some people throw in some really weird characters. Basically, everybody that's not associated anywhere else. Like why Bucky would be on that team makes no sense other than they're looking for some credibility, but he barely has credibility. Well, so here's the thing. And I actually went through the list of all previous Thunderbolts mem- members in the comics. Um, the big thing with not, I say the big thing, one of the things that people complain about the MCU is the lack of what they do with the villains afterwards, you know, uh, either they die off and we never see them again or, you know, whatever. So I went in and I was like, all right, well, who have we seen in the MCU so far that matches this list? Uh, so in the first incarnation of, of Thunderbolts alone, there's Zemo, there's Goliath and there's Hawkeye. Uh, the, of the ones that we've seen in the MCU. Um, then during Civil War, they pulled up a bunch of stuff like Batrock and Bullseye and Taskmaster, Venom, Whiplash. Um, now, have we seen Bullseye in the MCU? No, but if we're pulling in, you know, the same actors from the Netflix series and stuff like that, then technically, yes, we've seen Bullseye. Um, other members of, of uh, Thunderbolts that could be showing up here. Ant-Man, Black Widow, Ghost, Crossbones, Luke Cage, uh, Man-Thing. I know we've heard of glimpses and stuff, so maybe. Uh, Red Hulk, very easy to make that leap. Deadpool, possibility. Um, Elektra, uh, even more of a possibility now that they're going to be in Born Again. Um, uh, Punisher, Ghost Rider, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, Abomination, Craven and even America Chavez. So there's a lot of potential in all past incarnations, comics wise of the Thunderbolts roster that there could be a pretty stacked 
stacked uh and and not even including the fact that you could be introducing characters for the first time there i mean the abomination is probably a given especially yeah. now that he's been gaining more profile and we'll have to see what the deal is with uh where his status quo ends up at the end of the she-hulk series of course we also need to know where the she-hulk series relates to in time to shang chi which yeah. we might get an answer to that because obviously wong as it was in the new She-Hulk trailer, and Wong obviously has some ties to the Abomination, as we saw in Shang-Chi. So we'll probably get some, we might, we'll understand the timeline. So I think the Abomination's a given. I would say uh, U.S. Agent is a given, especially if uh, Val is the one putting the team together. Yelena's tough because I, I hate, I would kind of, it would suck to, in one level to have Yelena on that team because she's really not a bad guy. So. I mean, she may show up in uh, New World Order. That is that is true. That that is true. Uh, Zemo Zemo would be a natural, but again, you also don't understand what we know. What the gimmick was for the Thunderbolts in real life was yeah. that they were heroes. So that's that. So that is a wild card to putting too many people on this team that are blatantly not heroes in the eyes of the public. Unless the goal is to, you know, kind of even if it's fake redeem them in the eyes of the public and then people will think they're heroes they turned over a new leaf but they're really still bad guys so they might go that route and then it would make sense for like someone like zemo to maybe be in be, be in but he's got such you know but he's such a wanted guy i mean besides, goliath, besides right now he's in wakanda anyway because he's kept, got captured goliath is a possibility as is ghost who's been cured now but like still yeah but don't forget it's not the same i mean it's not the same goliath I mean, Bill. Fa- it wasn't a Bill Foster. I mean, it Goliath. doesn't have to. It doesn't have no, to. No, and I, I know, I know, but but even in even in the second Ant Man movie, he really wasn't a bad guy. Not not necessarily not in his super powered state. But I I know what you mean. You can go anywhere, just like Task. I mean, Taskmaster. You're right. That's another one they they could do. So it'll be curious. Red Hulk would have been much better, obviously, if William Hurt didn't die. Keep him in permanent Red Hulk stasis then i guess you can possibly get away with that mm, and then who else on this list so i think the others that could have potential taskmaster i think would be one because both taskmaster and it's whiplash we know whiplash is dead from iron man 2 but whiplash is one of those characters that's like had multiple incarnations like that's a legacy villain character i don't know what you do with it but whiplash still seems like a possibility to me especially being that early of a tie to the mcu villain lineup taskmaster obviously i want to see venom but you know whether how he's involved in the mcu moving forward and stuff uh who knows obviously part of me also sees some potential in having ghost rider in there but that also seems like it would would uh, tilt the scales power wise of that team yeah, and like I said, I think the majority of the of the supernatural stuff is gonna is building towards post multiverse saga. That's what I that maybe that's maybe that's gonna be the main focus of where they're gonna go in the uh after all this is said and done. I think especially you mentioned Man Thing. Man Thing is another character that supposedly rumor has it will show up in the Werewolf by Night thing. Deadpool uh, could be interesting too. That would be an interesting way to bring him into the MCU there. Which is, I guess, which was another pseudo surprise that we didn't get any. We we haven't gotten any closer to getting a Deadpool announcement. Um, not that I care much, honestly, but I, I know a lot of people care about Deadpool. That that was another project or a lot of heavy rumors that we were going to hear stuff about Deadpool, a time frame for when the movie, like a release date for Deadpool three and 
and we didn't get that either. So that was that was a yeah. little interesting. For me, I'm thinking Thunderbolts would be Zemo, somebody tied to Hawkeye, whether it's Hawkeye himself or not. Could be Echo. Um, I mean, maybe Echo. It could be Echo, depending which which way they go with her. Uh, Taskmaster, I think would would be a, a pretty solid choice. As would Abomination U.S. Agent, for sure. The rest, I don't know. America Chavez being in there is interesting, giving her recent stuff. But like America Chavez was only involved in the Thunderbolts in the at the tail end of the very most recent Daredevil story arc in 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 the comics. Like the the Devil's Reign storyline that just wrapped up in the in, in Marvel Comics. That's the that's the first time America has been involved involved in the Thunderbolts. So I don't know that they would go that that way with her that soon. And plus, I mean, honestly, she just seems she just seems too much of a good character, if you will, to be dragged into the ambiguity. Then again, she's new and she's new here. So mm-hmm. she she would necess- she might be on some level. She might be easy to uh, manipulate on that level because but we will. But they, yeah, that, uh, that, that's, that's a tougher one, though. Zemo, U.S. agent and abomination seem like the most sure things, I would think. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree on that. But either way, that that is a cool that is a cool project to end to end phase five on. Um, yeah, I don't know about ending phase five, though. We'll have to see what it does. Oh, but I, I know. I mean, I agree with you because it seems like may, maybe the real change that they're going to be doing in how they do their phases is that literally the only thing that matters is the story that all these characters all in quotes, the majority of these characters end up involved in that, that carries over into if it's a three phase story, a four phase story, but each phase itself is no longer going to have any real purpose by itself. So maybe that's how they're changing the storytelling, which in all honesty, I'm okay with my real issue with the rant that I'm not going to do anymore because my, I think my passion just has gone away. I thought it was because Dan and I, you know, Dan was that normal calming influence, but I just don't feel passionate about it at all because my own real issue is just people blindly. And again, you can like anything in phase four that you want. That's not the point. But when people were blatantly misrepresenting what phase one was about to say, oh, these things are exactly alike and people are just looking for instant gratification. It's like, no, it's not true at all. Phase one and phase four were completely different. Phase one was laser focused. All the post credit scenes were about phase one. Phase one was all about the Avengers. You knew that in the first movie, even before you knew there was a phase that the whole post credit scene told you what their goal was to build the Avengers. Phase four has no focus whatsoever connecting these projects. It just is meant to get you to phase five and phase five may, may have the same problem. That's only purpose is to get you to phase six. But it's just that was my main thing. It just upset me because there's so many there were so many differences in phase one and phase four. And you'll and maybe phase I'm hoping phase five will be more focused. It may not be uh, at least knowing that the first movie in phase five is going to have direct ties into the payoff in phase six as a plus. I think at least that's a plus. So we mentioned we walk into phase six. Yeah, go for it. So phase six begins in November of 2024 with the Fantastic Four. It, we don't know that it begins with the Fantastic Four because there's an empty slot for fall. Well, movie-wise, it begins with the Fantastic Four. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, it's probably a TV show. You are correct. But based on based on what Feige said, I think he believe he said it started with the Fantastic Four and it ends with the two events. So that's – but you are correct. But but as from a theatrical perspective, 
it begins with Fantastic Four. I guess that was another minor surprise that Fantastic Four went from probably what we all thought was going to end phase four to not even being in, in anything until phase six. Even though, to be fair, year-wise, that's not that much further down the road than we thought. It's just the fact that we didn't think that the phases were going to be ending as quickly. Yeah. So then, so then you have theatrically, the end of phase six is supposed to be a double whammy of Avengers movies, Avengers, the Kang dynasty, and then Avengers secret wars, which of course most people knew, believe secret wars was coming. It just wasn't made perfectly clear coherently storytelling wise that it was coming. And if nothing else, even though it's something else Feige said would indicate that if they haven't signed a deal already, you know, they're going to between Sony and Marvel. But if they didn't, for the sake of argument, I think we know which movie Spider-Man will be showing up in next. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that was that that was probably the most exciting thing, just that we were getting two Avengers movies. But if yeah, you- the question though is do we think we're supposed to be thinking of them like two parts again or probably. Okay. Yeah. I'm one's gotta lead directly into another, if especially if they're supposed to be the theatrical uh bookends to to wrap up wrap up the the arc. Uh, the Kang Dynasty will be more interesting to see what actually happens in that movie. Secret Wars is kind of straight, you know, whatever version of Secret Wars we get, it's pretty straightforward that you can have an idea of what will happen in that movie. So the setup for that movie will probably be in, in the, in the Kang movie. The big wild card really is it's good get, knowing that we are still getting Avengers movies and, disp- and that it was just a semantical thing that people were overreaching. And reading into way too much when he referred to Feige at Endgame as the last Avengers movie. And people just jumped on that and not thinking or realizing he could have just meant the most recent one. The one they just did, you know, the one they just did, as opposed to the finale. There never will be another. So it's good to know we're getting Avengers movies again. The X factor in this is how much are we going to care if we don't, if A, we don't know who's in the Avengers until we get down down that road that far and what if and depending on who's in on the team maybe we still won't care as much i mean that's that's my concern is that i mean almost the entire team that we knew is gone theoretically thor could still be in it certainly hawkeye they is alive but they're trying to phase him out the hulk well they we all know they've kind of just they've just bastardized the hulk so much they've they've just destroyed the hulk ever since ever since infinity war uh that's just been straight downhill the russos did a real chop job on on the whole which they at least even more so admitted the fact well we just didn't know what to do with them so that's how they handle characters omnipotent characters they don't know what to do with they just destroy them and take and don't use them at all so the hulk is a the hulk in theory if he could ever fix himself he could he could be if he could still be on the team but you're looking at a whole bunch of change ant-man i guess supposedly at least from his his perspective as an avenger based on a piece of dialogue that came out in comic and that clip at comic-con from quantum mania mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably true. I mean, you would think that if nothing else, he deserves a spot on the team based on, you know, he was the one who basically came up with the idea that helped save everybody. Well, I mean, at the very least now, Kang considers him part of the Avengers. So, but he asked him, he asked, well, he's, but he says, you know, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 The quote for what it's worth is something along the lines of like, are you one of the Avengers? Have I killed you before? Or something like that. And he, and, and Scott makes it clear that he says that, you know, that he is an Avenger and, and Kang says something, well, I'm a conqueror or something like that. But, but we really don't know who's going to be. Again, that's part, of, that's part of the problem with dragging this out. If it, if it continues all through phase five, that we have no idea who the even active members are, the Avengers, or we never see any of them do it, even show up for anything. I would, I mean, like, if you're looking at cameos here and there, I would expect we're going to see Kate Bishop as a cameo in Ant-Man. 
because if you you didn't watch Hawkeye, but because of her ties to Clint and Clint is is using Pym tech and Pym arrows in Hawkeye. So it would make perfect sense that because they they established this, you know, obviously with Hank, too, but specifically between Clint and uh, Scott, we see uh, interactions, in, even in a cameo or a post credit scene, seeing uh, Kate Bishop interacting, especially if they're really going to try to be building the Young Avengers, because we know Cassie plays a bigger role. Yeah, that's in, what I was about to say. I, yeah. I think one of the movies missing from here or TV series, however they want to do it, is a Young Avengers or something Young Avengers. It doesn't have to have the title Young Avengers, but they've done so much work towards something that seems like Young Avengers that it feels like that's got to be one of the missing pieces here. It could be. It could be one of those. It could be a, a TV show. It could be a TV show in phase in phase six. And they theoretically, I think there are still slots where there could be other movies, but especially depending on what time frame they're set in. Have you ever moved? Have you ever a movie set in a time frame that wherever the hell we leave off at the end of the Kang dynasty that you have a movie that just clearly is is set before the events of that movie, then you can do, you could do a lot of stuff, but I, I, they are building towards that. I would rather see a TV show than probably a movie. I would, I don't know. I, I kind of suspect they want to do a movie. I just hope they don't try to replace the real Avengers with the young Avengers. Cause I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to, I think that'll turn off some of the fan base that they try to replace the core team with just, you know, I mean, I, I mean, most of the characters are like, so it's hard to say that. But like, you know, if they throw in Kamala and Chavez and uh, Kate Bishop. And the problem is, there's not, I mean, not that they seem to care about this much these days, but there aren't a lot of male characters that they have to throw on that team unless they're going to throw Spider-Man on that team. But it sounds like because Feige made that comment that I, I was kind of referencing this a while back, that Daredevil and Spider-Man are supposed to be like the, street, the, 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 lead, the leads of the street level MCU. That makes it sound like Spider-Man probably won't wouldn't be part of a team like that. But it was an interesting quote because it clearly means that they have plans for Spider-Man, which clearly, like I said, means that if they don't if they don't have a deal already signed, it's they must be fair, pretty confident they're going to have a deal signed. Because if you only have one more use of Spider-Man, that would kind of be a waste just to use them like that. So you would think if you make that comment that you're planning on having more use of this character. I wonder if one of these one of the missing ones here is either X-Men or maybe something Ghost Rider. Uh, maybe Ghost Rider. I, I, I didn't watch the articles in a, a, about that today, but there was talk that the X-Men wouldn't be showing up to 2025 at the earliest, which could be could be for this. I don't know. I, it was imp- there was something implied it was contractual, but I don't know what that meant because I didn't watch the article uh, or any of the videos on it. But the fact that we didn't get any X-Men announcement, too, was kind of surprising. It could it would seem weird. I mean, let's put it this way. If they're gonna, if, if they are gonna do something like that, you would, we'll probably know within like a month or so when they announce it at D twenty three. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't announce the X Men in in D twenty three for Phase six, then it's probably not gonna, then it's probably gonna happen after Phase six, because I mean they still obviously have next, they still would have next year technically to do that. But then again, if a project, if a movie's coming out in twenty twenty five, waiting until twenty twenty four to announce it is a little late. So you would think your big window for either casting news or project news they haven't given us would be D would be D23. And that could be a big one for them. I mean, if they announce the fantastic forecast and they announce even without announcing cast yet, they announce, oh, that, you know, the X-Men movie 
which probably will still be called the X-Men. I know there was stuff circling like about last week about how always going to be called the mutants. But the same article said that Blade was going to be called the Blade, which never which I never believed. I because that just you know what that sounded like to me when I heard that. That sounds like when the difference when, you know, people don't know the characters, like when you hear people refer to Green Lantern as the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So the Green Lantern, that's what it struck me as somebody who was who was not particularly well versed in comics, who was writing about Blade, but wrote the Blade in the similar vein. Uh, I don't know where the mutants came from. And that theoretically could be true, but it'd be dumb. Um, they sound like they don't have the rights to the X-Men. Why would you not use the title? But I we, we will see. But I would say I would suspect if we're going to get that, if that's going to be part of phase six. We'll probably know about it soon. Um, I think there's going to be an Adam Warlock standalone film. Generally speaking, or in that phase, or in phase six? Generally speaking, for sure. Likely, honestly, in this phase, looking at time timeline, when they would introduce Warlock in Guardians 3, how much time the character would have to breathe before his next film. Well, how many open spots were ava- on that map were available for phase six? Well, depending on if we think... Uh, how many is movies and how many is well I know but I, that's what I mean in general first of all because I, I, I would certain at the very least we know eight. half there's eight eight open slots yep well we know at least half at least half have to be TV shows mm-hmm. I think that's a fair assessment at least half obviously there technically is room for a movie without looking at the map and the dates we know just because Fantastic Four is November and the Avengers well the Avengers they tell you is May but historically the last few Avengers movies will push up to the end of April because that's what they've done for Infinity War and Endgame. So we have to assume, even though it's a May release now, it's probably going to be an end of April release. That still gives you a fe- that still gives you a February release if they want one, a movie release to fit between Fantastic Four and uh, the Avengers movie. So that's a pod- that that's a strong that's a strong area for another movie. So I would probably suspect, especially if they stick to the deadline or this time frame where you have one Avengers movie that's going to come out end of April, beginning of May, and the next one's coming out in November, that you probably only have a, a, a February release and like a, a June, July release. July, it'd be July, it probably would be July because you want, you'd want uh, the Avengers movie to completely breathe. So I think there's only room for two theatrical releases in 2020 and 2025 that we don't know about. So then it depends what it is. But I would say probably most of those projects would be TV shows. Could could be Warlock. That could be actually that could be a natural TV show too. It could be, and that's how you could kind of like bring maybe bring the Eternals back in too in in their own way. Well, I mean, Pip showed up at the end of. Uh, yeah, the- I know, but I'm just saying that that could be a that could be a way to try to bridge or maybe use the, the R word rehabilitate the Eternals a tad more, build up a little more interest maybe before they would show up again. Yeah, I mean, I just I just associate Pip more to Warlock. Than oh yeah, Star- absolutely. Than I do to Star Fox. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that. So what? What? And you're in. We didn't do the interest scale. What's your interest in the three things in Phase Six that we know about? I'm more interested in Secret Wars than I am the Kang Dynasty. But the Kang Dynasty at least has ties to the other stuff. Like we. In other words, we can look at like Quantumania and things and go, okay, that's clearly going to tie into the Kang Dynasty. We don't know what have we what we've seen so far is a direct tie into Secret Wars. Right, that is true. Part of the issue that I've had that we don't so know. So I'm more interested in Kang Dynasty than I am Secret Wars, I guess. But like, uh, I'm more curious of how, if it's going to be like a part one and two, like Infinity War and Endgame. How do these two <laughs> tie together? 
because right now I'm reading them each as separate stories. So I'm trying to I'm trying to look for the thread that ties them together. And obviously FF is going to be a, a big a big interest movie. We're all I think we're all curious about how they're going to do that. Oh, I just I'm looking at this I'm looking at this quote. I mean, this is from Feige. Let me just I I haven't read the whole thing before, so let me read this just because it sounds it sounds like it could be interesting. Uh, this is Kevin Feige explains why there's no Avengers movies in Phase Four and Five. The truth is, when we were doing Phase One through Three, there were less projects over more years. There were smaller projects and individual character stories, and it felt appropriate at that point that after every two or three years that it took for a phase, we would do an Avengers film. As Phase Four. Four, five, and six were coming together. There were more projects in less years because of all the amazing stuff we're now allowed to do on Disney Plus and getting characters from Fox, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool. That it felt like certainly after Infinity War and Endgame that we thought Avengers movies aren't cappers. So many of our movies now, Multiverse of Madness, what you're about to see in Ant-Man, The Wasp, Quantumania, all our big team-up films introducing big parts of the mythology. And that Avengers films really should be the capper to a saga, which is real, which is what we really all, which is what really all we wanted to lay the groundwork for today is say we are currently in the midst of the multiple saga, which will culminate into Avengers films. So that would seemingly say kind of like we talked about a few minutes ago, that it looks like that from a structural perspective, they're just going to be from from their perspective, they're doing their phases. They're just organizing it differently, that each individual parts of a saga, each phase However many phases make up any given saga doesn't need to have a capper, but the Avengers movies or something, the big crossover movies will just be the only will happen to end whatever saga you and story you're telling at the very end of the final phase of it. So that is, I mean, at least that, that, that is, that is interesting. It still would be nice if I think movies in phase four had more in common with each other in projects, just in general. You know, I'm just, I'm just looking at these release, these announcements and I, I don't know. Are we are we gonna see Vision again? Yeah, I I, I would don't see ha- where he would fit in. Actually, hell, he could he could be part of the uh, Thunderbolts too in a weird way. Uh, it would be really disappointing, but we could say that we wanted too clearly. Uh, it would be really disappointing not to see Vision because that's yet another one of the Avengers that, in a way, it's worse because we know he's still alive and he's powered again, but we he's just he's different, but we don't know where he is. I think we'll see him. I'm just trying to look. You're right. Looking at, let me look at this list of projects real quick. Where, where would it be possible that he would show up? I mean, you uh, would think Agatha, but like, yeah, I was, I was just going to say that that's a possibility. Maybe what, Iron- what, what, what an unthrilling place for him to show up, but it'd be appropriate based on one level. Uh, Ironheart, maybe, maybe there's a chance because it ties into Stark, even though we know that they're not doing it, the heavy tie in to Riri. Um, I think as much in the MCU. Um, maybe, maybe Captain America. Thunderbolts might not be a bad spot, actually, but I don't know. That's why it's, it's, that's why it's somewhat mis, it's hard to put your finger because some of these projects don't necessarily naturally flow and again, give you a whole general feel about what's, about like what's really going on, especially with Guardians supposedly wrapping up their, their saga as far as that original team and the hint that at least one of the characters is going to die, which will probably be, I would, if I had to guess, I would guess Rocket would be the one that would die. They could kill Drax too, just because Batista, I don't think, wants to do it anymore. And he does have a big mouth. He's kind of has been a problem for them shooting off his mouth a lot during the whole James Gunn stuff. But I don't know. I, I'd like, who knows? Maybe, well, the problem with Secret Invasion is it can't take place because that took place. That take, that's another one that's taking place between an Infinity War and Endgame. 
So uh, so Vision wouldn't have been back online then. But yeah, there's a bunch there's a bunch of characters we don't know where they're going to show up again. That and I think that's that's you know that's kind of like part of the issue too, putting putting the pieces together, trying to figure figure this stuff out. We haven't seen we haven't seen Pepper right. We haven't seen Pepper out of curiosity. We haven't seen her since Endgame. Be curious yeah. if we're ever going to see her, her again. At least we saw Happy in Spider Man. I don't know. I I wish I was more super pumped for this stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I was when they did the when they when I was paying attention to the you know the streams on this on Comic Con. I was moderately excited when I found out about the two Avengers movies, just because that was kind of a surprise. You were getting two on one year. That was that was kind of cool, and I was a little surprised that um, Thunderbolts that, was my big surprise. Well, they were they were talking about that heavily. I don't know if it was officially confirmed before or if it was just. Yeah, but really, I don't follow this stuff like you do. Yeah, uh, but Thunderbolts. They've been talking about Thunderbolts a lot over the last like month and a half or so. So that didn't. So it being part, it kind of being end of phase five was a little odd. But then again, we don't know what what you know. We don't know how the team is coming together in the point. So maybe it will make perfect sense. But for for me, number one interest is Blade. Number two, Thunderbolts. Number three, Quantumania. Yeah, I think the good news for the good news for Ant-Man and Quantumania is I certainly think that the the odds are that movie is going to probably do better now than it probably would have done otherwise. Not just because maybe Ant-Man's gained a little more popularity for people who maybe didn't really pay much attention to those movies on their own, but got introduced to him heavily in Endgame. But just because we know... I mean, you literally are introducing at least a a serious version of the character, even if it's not literally the same version that we're going to have to deal with, or one of the maybe one of the versions we have to deal with in Kang Dynasty, that are the main villain that's now pretty much being established, or one of the main villains, if not the only main villain for the whole multiverse saga. That I think that a quantum mania, and again, there's still rumors that somehow quantum mania is going to lead into potentially how we get the Fantastic Four. I don't know if I buy that as much now, but it's possible. But I that that project has gotten a, a lot more interesting to me. I'm glad I'm kind of cool. It's getting its day in the sun to be the beginning of the phase. For sure. Wow, I didn't think we were. I didn't think we'd we'd ra- we'd ra- roll through those that quick. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm just trying to think. Is there anything else that about about phase four through six that we didn't really mention of relevance? Um. No, we went through the timelines. Yeah, I know we. I know we went. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about the animated stuff. But I didn't pay much as much attention. What if you know? I I don't know. I'm lukewarm on what if. Let's see how. I really hope they're not going to have. I hope what if's not going to be all interconnected like it was in season one. I really hope they don't do that. I know it's weird for me to say when I like connected tissue in the MCU, but I'm so used to old school what if for they're just individual comic books that about pivotal moments, how they went different ways, but to very rarely do are these stories ever connected. And very rarely you make, sometimes they do sequels to a story in here and there, but the reality is you don't need a big overarching same, bringing all these characters together from different what if stories. I, mean, I don't think that's something you need to be doing over and over and over again. So I would kind of hope they don't do that, but there are, I mean, I'm cool. I'm happy with the high evolutionary being in, and being in Guardians, I think that's I think that's going to be cool. Um, I'm sort of interested. I'm looking forward to Fantastic Four and Phase Phase Six. Even though we don't know a lot of it, a lot of it, Phase Six is the, is the phase that I had the most hope for 
because even phase five, we knew almost everything in phase five that was coming out. We just thought it was part of phase four until Saturday. <laughs> I feel a little bit. I feel a little a little more relieved because at least we know there is, you know, there is a, no pun intended, an end game to this now. That it still doesn't necessarily make you feel like these projects are really as tightly connected as they should be. But but the, it is what it is. All right. Anything else we want to talk about tonight? I know the minute I say no and we stop, something will hit me. But at the moment, I don't really think there is on my end. All right. Well, if people want to reach out to us, how do they do so? Lanterncast at gmail.com. The website is lanterncast.com. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, hashtag GLCast to track us down there. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave us a positive review on all platforms you listen to us on. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or a text, 708 Lantern. And if you still would like our Discord link, email us, lanterncast at gmail.com. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.